Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. On today's episode, I have comedians Billy Anderson and Mike Mazzalotti. I was really excited to have these guys come on the podcast. Uh, Mike was kind of a surprise addition. Uh, I'd kind of heard Mike's name uh, through some posts that Billy had made in the past, and uh, Billy brought him with him uh, as he came over to uh, to record the podcast. So we made sure to throw Mike on as well. And uh, yeah, it was a really fun episode. Uh, I first kind of became familiar with Billy's uh, comedy uh, through a special that he released through VidAngel uh, back during the spring. Uh, and and I, I mainly saw the clips through YouTube, so I don't subscribe to VidAngel, uh, but I kept seeing people uh, that had put these out, and I, I, I was really intrigued by it, so I made sure to pull it up, and it's just a fantastic special. And so when I knew that Billy was coming to town, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that we got him on the podcast, and yeah, we really had a lot of fun. Uh, currently, Billy's been touring his uh, his comedy show, The Gateway Show, uh, where he gets, a, he gets a group of comics, they perform their sets, they take an intermission where they all go out and get really, really high, and, uh, and then go back on and try to perform again. So it's a it's a great concept. I love the show. I look forward to seeing it as I get ready to move back to Los Angeles here as they'll be doing it out there as well. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really a lot of fun having them on. My, my face honestly hurt after this episode just from laughing so hard uh, throughout it, hearing their stories. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy uh, learning a little bit about Billy and Mike on this episode. A few of you have been wondering where our episode from San Diego Comic-Con has been. Uh, usually, we, of course, release that right away. Uh, but unfortunately, there was an error with some of the audio. Uh, we had sound checked everything right before going on stage and, and doing the live show. And uh, I don't know what happened as I, as I checked the audio levels and, uh, and walked out of the room. Somehow, we ended up getting the external mics on our, uh, on our Zoom recorder turned on. And it recorded everything that was inside the room. So it's just a bunch of static. <laughs> we, we can kind of hear... The, the audio clearly underneath all of it. So we're trying to find a way to get that all extracted. Um, but right now, uh, yeah, we're just, we're just kind of having a tough time being able to pull that out. Um, so hopefully we'll eventually be able to release that. Of course, that was with Chris Allen from Neon Trees and Todd Masters, you know, from Toddland. Uh, yeah, we were, we were really, really bummed that that episode uh, didn't end up uh, getting to post. But hopefully, you know, somebody will be able to help us salvage it and, and get that audio up uh, sooner than later. So, yeah, that, that, that's the story of what has happened with our episode from San Diego Comic-Con. And, uh, yes, uh, it's a bummer, but hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, it'll be restored. Um, later this week, you know, we usually only release one episode a week. This week, you're going to get two episodes. So watch for it on Friday. We have a special episode um, that's going to be going up with Neon Trees, the full band. So, you know, all of them kind of had their own individual episode, uh, except for Brandon. But Brandon promised me uh, this last weekend that he's going to be coming on very soon here. Um, so we will have him on. But we had the whole band on. We were down at the Love Loud Festival um, in Orem, Utah. That was put together by Dan Reynolds from Neon Trees. Uh, it was a great festival um, that was put together to uh, to bring attention to the suicide rate of LGBTQ teens uh, and, and, you know, be able to address and let them know that, you know, they... They have a big community that loves them and welcomes them. And it was just a fantastic festival. Uh, Walk the Moon, Neon Trees, Imagine Dragons, Joshua James, uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Steve Young was there uh, that spoke to everybody with his wife who, uh, who actually helped put it together with Dan Reynolds. Um, but yeah, we, we sat down with Neon Trees um, and it was kind of, it's also part of an exclusive new thing that we're going to be doing. And I, I, I guess I may as well announce it here. We're launching a YouTube channel. So you will be able to find On The Mic Podcast on YouTube um, and you can see some special videos that we will be shooting. But we filmed the interview. It's a shorter interview, but that'll be up on YouTube um, as well as up as a special episode of the podcast on Friday this week. So watch out for that. Um, you can also now follow us on Instagram. <laughs> we finally, after 
105 episodes uh, now have an Instagram uh, page. So make sure to follow us at On The Mic Podcast. And uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff that I've been putting up on there. It's different from my own personal page. Uh, Of course, there's some posts that are going to be similar, but... um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that's just specific for the podcast. Comic book announcements, movie announcements, TV, music, everything pop culture. You know, what's what the show's about, and you'll be able to find it on our Instagram as well as the YouTube. So make sure you subscribe and follow on both of those. I'm excited to finally get those launched. I've been wanting to do that for a while, so I'm excited that, that we finally have it out here. And yeah, yeah, we've got, got a lot of great content coming your way. Uh, again, thank you to Billy and Mike for taking the time to uh, to come over and do this episode of the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you follow them on social media. We'll have all of those links up on the website, on the mikepodcast.com. Um, so you can click on those links and give them a follow there. They also mentioned them at the, at the end of the episode, so you can follow them. And uh, yeah, make sure you go see the Gateway Show. Um, if you're in uh, Washington, Oregon, or uh, California, they've got a bunch of different dates set up there, so make sure you check that out. Hope you guys enjoy this episode with Billy Anderson and Mike Mazzolotti. Enjoy the episode. You got you actually just recorded a special last night, is that right? No, no, no. That was uh, Andrew Rivers, and Andrew Billy Rivers was on the. He hosted it. Yeah, Andrew Rivers uh, was the last of the Seattle batch to record their <laughs> special. <laughs> so I, I think I was getting confused because I saw that you had also opened for him, Billy, uh, in Vegas. Is that right? What? Uh, and Billy and Billy work together in Vegas. Yeah, we, we, okay. I'm yeah. on a tour with Billy right now. Okay. Yeah. So the way that it works is I host a show called The Gateway Show where we have stand up comics tell jokes. Then we take an intermission yeah. where we give them super high on weed. Then they go back on stage and tell more jokes. And so in August of this year, we decided we were going to go down the West Coast and try to establish the show in new cities that it hadn't been to before and like find more long term places for it. So we've been doing like 15 Gateway shows this month. Awesome. And uh, Mike decided to come along, and so he's been getting high a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, way too high. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I started seeing a lot about the Gateway Show through a lot of your social media posts. And so as, as soon as you mentioned that Mike was here, I was like, okay, no, I, I, I saw his name just the other day. I, I, I recognize it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've been, it's been awesome. It's been, we left on like, well, you guys did a couple dates before I jumped on. Mm-hmm. So this has been almost a month long. All the shows sold out. It's amazing. It's like such a great vibe. The That's audience awesome. is so cool. So yeah. now was the show tonight since you can't really smoke weed in Utah legally. Oh, it was uh, just a show. It was just and a regular stand up show. It was just show. me and that's why it did so poorly that you <laughs> could not do it cuz I alone I think I drew in about 12 names which hey, you know, that's I don't bad. live here. That's okay. Yeah. But they were like maybe we don't bring in all of our staff for 12 people and I was like fair enough. I'm almost surprised yeah. they didn't do a free show. They do them all the time. Mm. I think they were just—I think they were worried about you know you do a free show you still tend to get people that pay to be there yeah so I think the idea of like being 100% free you know not a super well-known headliner around the nation I get it you know what let me shout out shout out to Keith Stubbs owner of Wise Guys for canceling on me because you know what he didn't do (laughs) he didn't like he still paid me still gave us a hotel room still put us up because it was sort of a last-minute thing and it had to do with a couple other little things but like. He totally still made sure everything was right by us. And so if you're going to make that decision to not lose money by overstaffing people who then aren't going to get tips and aren't going to be happy that they left their house, 
fair, you know, fair enough. It's also yeah. the Game of Thrones finale tonight. You're, Steve it, Martin's also in town tonight. Yeah, like <laughs> Steve Martin's in town, you know, and uh, that sort of is like directly my nerdy fan base. So I get it. Uh, and he, I think he put me up sort of as, you know, just to fill in the date. He probably just wouldn't have filled in the date otherwise. So, uh, you know, shout out to him. Yeah, Keith, Keith is fantastic. So it's it's been fun over the years getting to know him better. But I, I've been in your shoes. When we went out to L.A. to record our 100th episode, we were booked at, at Meltdown, thought for sure this was going to be, looked at the numbers, and we're like, even if only 10% show up, like, we sell it out mm-hmm. of what listens. And then, like, coming up, like, the night before, we had, like, five people, and we were like, Oh, like we had lady to lady on the show. We were like, Man. how is this not? And so like I told them, I was like, yeah, let's just, I think it's better that we cancel. We don't want to be on the hook for that. We don't want you guys to be out anything. Yeah, yeah. And then the next morning after they had pulled it off the site, we started getting tweets like, Hey, where's it? And we're like, that's why you buy tickets in advance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, when we do ours, we, we, we have pretty good pre-sales, but then I always tell them, I was like the day of is when all of the sales, because yeah. everybody's waiting to see if there's some last minute thing they can do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, I don't fault them for it. Uh, we would probably still be here anyway, hanging out. Um, I, I gave us a nice hotel to rest in all day, which we oh, could yeah. use after an entire tour of driving. It was six hours a day, half yeah. the time. Jeez. So. so, are you guys up at the one uh, kind of by the arena? Courtyard Marriott. Yeah. Oh. Shout out to the Courtyard Marriott. <laughs> oh, no. So that, that that seems to be the one that they like to book everybody at. And we've re- we've actually recorded it with a few different comics up there. And it's it's always, super nice. It's a really yeah. nice hotel. Oh, it rules. Yeah, what, well, let's go into it. Let me no, yo, <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Shout out to the Courtyard Marriott, though. But Provo Marriott, you got fucking oh, fucked man. up. Let's put you on blast right now, all right? Those dudes didn't know what an Ethernet cable was. <laughs> Billy's head almost flew off yesterday. He was talking on the phone. They were just trying to get a Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. And I didn't even touch my computer because I knew if it linked right up, I'd feel like an asshole. So he's going. He just asked for an Ethernet cable to plug in, and they had no. Oh idea. no! You're you you're leaping Seriously? ahead several failures. <laughs> all right, you're leaping ahead several failures. This is the this is all the Marriott Hotel podcast. All Marriott <laughs> conversation all the time. Uh, no, I called them, and you think they didn't even know what Wi-Fi was, and they're like, "Well, have you tried?" Logging in, I was like, "Yeah, we're not even there yet. We're not even there yet." I was like, "It's airing out before then," and they're like, "Cool. Did you try?" And you could tell they were reading for something. They're like, "Restarting computer." If customer says no, ask next question. I'm like, "Yo, I've done this because I'm above the age of six and yeah. below the age of however old you are." So, I got mad. I'm just like, and I, I said this multiple times. I was like, I can't be the first person to ever not have Wi-Fi work in their hotel. Right? Yeah. You're acting like it's you know. It's a Marriott. We weren't like at some like you know. Motel where can two. I find grain yeah. for my horse? Keep. <laughs> I get it. That was a question. I have my internet's not where this has to be. Like survey says, top five things you deal with at your minimum wage job. Yeah. Yeah, it, was, it really just took the, like, ever, the, the place got shut down from this yeah. internet. I didn't ask for the Hope Diamond. I asked for my Wi-Fi to work. And so then, I, then I'm then i like, fine, you know what? Forget Wi-Fi. Can I get an Ethernet cable? And the lady goes, what? And I go, Ethernet cable, it, the technology's not that old, you know? She said, we don't I, have I literally it. have one plugged in behind you. Oh, dude, they're like, everywhere. Like, People just don't oh, know. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you haven't gotten there yet. Oh, they had them. <laughs> So I'm like, I need, and so she's like, let me put you on. Dave's been here longer ago. I said, nothing to do with Dave. Why do you not know what an Ethernet cable is? Dave's Dave, your father? Because then I'd love to yeah. talk with him about how he failed you 
This isn't a Marriott question. This is a life question. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not at like yeah, bumfuck nowhere motel seven and a half or whatever. Yeah. This is a legitimate chain <laughs> that supposedly is supposed to pride itself on being a good hotel. You have more than four floors. You have an Ethernet cable it, somewhere in this place. And it's probably the best one actually in Provo. Oh, that. it was great. Easily. Yeah, but, it was easily the best. But don't, don't damn Provo through false praise. <laughs> Saying something's the best in Provo is like, I got yeah. the least troublesome STD. It was fine. <laughs> you, you can damn plenty of things in Provo. <laughs> the comedy's real good. They had a great host last night, baby. Um, so they're like, so I talked to D- Dave, who I guess is like senior fuckface at the Marriott. Uh and he's like, yeah, we just don't have Ethernet cables. Like, all right, so just so I can get this ready for my corporate email I'm sending tomorrow, person A does not know what one is, and you are telling me in your entire organization there's not an Ethernet cable in this place. He's like, no, you come down here and use the local computers. Who does that? Nobody actually staying at the hotel uses your weird-ass desktops. In, in, in the business center. In the business yeah. center, yeah. <laughs> I have no business in your center, sir. No one does. When I see somebody in there, I'm like, I assume you're homeless. You came off the street to check your email. <laughs> I was staying in New York, and they had a, at the hotel I was at, it was not like a shitty hotel by any means. It was an upscale hotel, and it had down. They had a business center, and I was like, cool, like, the pictures that they had were very misleading. It was two computers like attached to the wall, and I was like, "Yeah, that's not yeah. a business center." They, they know a, nobody yeah. uses it. It's a dusty yeah. laptop turned on its side <laughs> in an empty, lightless room, is what it is. Yeah. So I just went down there and stole all their Ethernet cables from the business center because I had something to prove at that point. I was like, "I got my Ethernet cable." He came back with an Ethernet, no shoes, and an Ethernet. I stole cable. it. I robbed him. I still have that Ethernet cable. <laughs> Fuck you, Dave and Provo. He doesn't know what it is. So they don't even know what's missing. Oh, then we get to this. Yeah, we get to this one. They don't even have an Ethernet plug because they're like, "Yeah, we have our shit together, and the Wi-Fi works." <laughs> yeah, they got fucking USB right now outlets. Fairly new house. one that like everybody. I mean, Crystalia was just staying there the other night. Oh, we we're and saying if there's a USB outlet, it's awesome. If there's yeah, an they have the outlets USB, with the yeah. USB. Ooh. This fuckface doesn't know what a damn Ethernet cable is. <laughs> I'm still very upset. <laughs> oh no, it took a while. This wasn't like a two minute problem. It, I was. It was literally 45 minutes of oh, handling yeah. this. It, it, it became it became my white whale after a while. Where I'm like, it's getting too late for me to even do work. But I'll be goddamned if I'm not sending an email before I go the fuck to sleep. Robo Marriott, one star. <laughs> this is Billy's official Yelp review podcast. Now. This is Billy Addersley with a Marriott Hotel podcast. <laughs> so, so I mean, you've been on the road now for a little bit with with the Gateway Show, but uh, previous to that, you were you were out here, and this is kind of how I first discovered your comedy uh, was with uh, with the uh, special you shot down in Provo. Yeah, so I so I came here specifically last night over to Dry Bar in Provo, and I hosted for Andrew Rivers. And the reason they know me is because in April, I think it was like the third or fourth week in April, I came down here and actually filmed my special at that place. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, drybarvidangel.com and drybarcomedy.com, they have uh, 40 minutes of very clean material from me. <laughs> so. I, that, that's the one thing I've thought is strange, because I know it's, a, it's an all-clean comedy club. And some of the comics that I've seen go through there, I'm like, they're not a clean comic, but oh, I guess they have 40 minutes of it. It's beyond clean. Yeah. Uh, so our stipulations were that we could not uh, discuss in a positive light drug or alcohol use, um, that we could not blaspheme, uh, that we could Wait, that not. Wait, you could not blaspheme? Yeah. 
Well, they that encourage us not to. I still said God accidentally. Blasphemy. Like you can't wow. talk about God and yeah. Yahweh or Jesus. So that's you can't a be like, giant... so I was sucking Jesus's dick the other day. And, oh, I'm sorry, I can't say dick. His penis. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I get it. I mean, I get it. Um, I mean, I have some stuff where I talk about my Catholicism, but it's not in a positive light. So I can imagine they probably would not. Yeah. Have appreciated it. Uh, they did not want sex before marriage. But it's not like them being weirdos. Like they cater to a certain demographic. And it's the of, demographic being weirdos. And it's it's going, hey, th- this is what we want. You know what yeah. I mean? And if that's all they want, fine. You know, it's not like they're like, do your racist jokes. We've all done. I've done a bar like that before. Yeah. So if I got to go with horrible requests from the audience, don't say fuck is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's the Laugh Factory that like when you do an open mic, they require that it's a PG set. More or less so that they make sure that you can actually write a joke and that it oh. isn't the open mics that are just like, all right, dick pussy, and just getting up there if, and trying if, to go blue immediately. If you're trying to be like a club working comic, like, I mean, art is art is art. Like, stand-up is art. Nobody can say, like, you're never allowed to do it anywhere. But I think if you're trying to be like a club comic, you're trying to work or do corporate, yeah, you should, like, for the first two years, just, like, what your, your hot take on rape is probably not going to be good enough <laughs> to get over the subject yeah. matter in your first two years. So like, just learn how to like tell a joke. Yeah, and nobody knows who you are yet, too. I know that when I had first started writing comedy and performing stand-up here and there, that was where I made the mistake, as a lot of young comics do, where I and I didn't even go into a hot rape joke or anything. I, I went into a Walking Dead joke that also involved necrophilia, that uh, I had corpses, tested. Corpses can't consent, yeah. so it was still a rape joke. <laughs> true, true. You make a good point there. But I, I tied it. I tied it into uh, to some other to some other jokes that it always worked, and the rest of the set just fell flat. And I talked to another comic flat after. Flat is the dead, sexy oh, body yes. of a corpse. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Nailed it. But he was just like, "Well, nobody knows who you are. You can't get up there and just do this dark set immediately, and then expect that you've got them on yeah. board the rest of the show." And it was. It was a good learning experience. I was just like, oh, so I actually need to learn how to write well yeah. instead of just trying to say shit. A stand-up comedy, your failures are your own. <laughs> yeah. uh, that should be the subtitle. Stand-up com- Open mic stand-up <laughs> comedy, your failures are your own. Yeah, and you have to learn from them. Otherwise, it's just a, it just becomes a clusterfuck for the rest of your attempt at comedy. So that's, uh, at least, at least yeah. that's the biggest thing I had to, I had to get over was more or less take rolling with the punches and just being like, all right, as long as I learn from this and I don't carry a chip and I'm like, no, I know comedy. And that was the biggest hurdle I had to, I had to learn from. So now you, as as I kind of watched your, uh, your special. So one of the things that, that I, that I was intrigued by, you have a bit about stretch marks. I do. So now is the story of losing a hundred pounds completely true? Yeah. I, I, um, I, a hundred pounds, I say in the last two years, I think it's like closer to 115 since I was at my heaviest, but in the last two years I've lost like 75 pounds. But an even hundred just sounds better when you say it, you yeah. know. <laughs> and I was that heavy, and that is when I developed my stretch marks were when I was heavier. But yeah, I was um, like 285 at my heaviest at like five nine and three quarters, as we say, uh, which means <laughs> just means five nine. Uh, but yeah, I was a big old boy, and I did. I gained him fat like right after I got out of high school. I gained a lot of weight. And I gained it quick, and so I do. I have super, super big stretch marks, and uh, in the in the um, in the special, I talk about how you know, like people don't take it seriously because you don't have a cool story with it. Yeah. And I talk about 
I do a bit that I don't really do anymore about having a loose skin and stuff, but it's it is funny. It's something I joke around a lot about, but it's like for the people that have to deal with it, it's brutal. Yeah, I mean, what, what I was intrigued by is kind of, I mean, I I see a lot of comics kind of have to go through this, myself included, where I, I've actually lost about 60 pounds now, but still have another 100 to go, where I was like, oh, fuck, I'm really getting fat. Like, it was, <laughs> what what was your motivation behind it, or, or was there any? Oh, there gonna... was, I mean, I always said, like, oh, I'm going to lose the weight eventually. Like, I chew my nails, and for a while here, I've been saying, like, oh, I'll stop chewing my nails. And I will maybe eventually one day get around to it, but it feels about the same, where I'm like, yeah, it's a bad habit, it's not where I want to be, but I have bigger priorities. Then I did um, a show called Laughs on Fox. I did the yeah. first season taping for it. And they send you back your HD videos from it. And it's three angles. And I remember getting all these HD videos Dropbox to me. And I saw it. And I was like, God damn it. You are fat at every angle. There is not a skinny angle on you. <laughs> and when you when you live in the world that it is today and you're taking like selfies and you're taking them at the exact right angle where you always look good and then you review them and you're like, oh, that's, that's how I look. Yeah. And then you get unfiltered hd footage of you at every fat angle you're like <laughs> all obtuse yeah it was just i was a rotund i was a rotund man but it was interesting other people i don't want this to be a thing where it's like oh, if you're fat you gotta lose the weight i just didn't wear it well and i looked at that and i said you know if i want to continue to do this why am i marginalizing myself with something as relatively maybe not easy but simple to take care of as my weight like why am i i, I felt like i wasn't prioritizing it because uh, as a stand-up comedian if I wore the weight well or if the weight fit my personality a little better, then I wouldn't have cared. But it, I did look at it and went, like, this is hurting my stand-up. So I'm prioritizing all this stand-up stuff when there's a very simple thing I could be doing that would help me, which was losing weight. So that, that's awesome. I know I, I know it's a hard thing to have to have to try to overcome, especially when you've got so much to go and it, it feels like it's just an, an endless road. But, I mean, that that's how I've even had to kind of look at it is if I want to be taken serious on stage or – you know, on camera, I have to be able to to look the part, and it, it was seeing some of those as well. I mean, you bring up the selfies, yeah, I've I've taken a lot of selfies, and yeah, they're at the right angle. But then I would see some of those where I was just like, I'm disgusting. Mm-hmm. But you delete those quick. You're like, no, yeah. no, 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 there's something wrong with my camera. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's not real. Oh no, lighting's bad in here. Oh my god, the lighting just is pure mayo. It just makes you chubby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so it's it is hard. Uh, I I went low carb is how we did it, and it it melted right off. Yeah, and so I'm I'm lucky in that way. And uh, but we Mike and I uh, were talking today. It's just one of those things like you're when you're stand up comedy is already so hard. And if there's anything you can do to make it easier that isn't related to all the grind that you have to do, like why train with weights on when it's already hard enough to lift the bar as it is, you know? So like, if it's something you can do, it does help. Yeah, I, I like that. Why, why train with the weights on if you can't lift the bar? That's that's good. I, I like that a lot. So now I, I know you you grew up in the South. Now, did you start comedy in the South, or was that in Seattle that you started comedy? I didn't. Sorry, I started in Wichita, Kansas. I lived in Wichita okay. for about a year and a half uh, with a company that I started with in Augusta, and they moved me out there. And then I got laid off, and I was like, screw it. I've always wanted to try stand-up. There was the Looney Bin Comedy Club in Wichita. It still is, but they moved it. Uh so I did like four open mics, and I was like, I think I like this. I think it could be good. I was, I was 20, 24, 25 at that point. I was like, all right, well, you're going to have to start some sort of new career now. Why not like give stand-up a try for like five years? See where it takes you. And if you're even okay at it in five years, you can reevaluate. And so I moved out of Seattle and like started doing it hard. 
And so. Seattle's got a great scene from what I've heard. Oh, yeah. Oh, excellent if you're between one and three years in comedy. Like, it's the, I don't think there's a better place. Yeah, to start out, it's so good. Like, yes, we, like I, I started, um, I didn't start until I went to Seattle, but I grew up in New York, or upstate New York, and, man, Seattle gets you writing because uh, people don't give you a cheap laugh. I mean, there's no, yeah. like, if you say balls, you're not going to get even a giggle. They just look at you like, this better be funny. There needs to be something there. So, I mean, I feel like that's a really... Yeah, they like they bust out their diamond encrusted hanky and they're like, "Tell me something I've never thought of before, you peasant." Yeah. <laughs> so did did you? Because I've also heard Portland's got a great scene. I mean, did you guys kind of bounce back and forth between Seattle and Portland, or was it? I mean, they're only three hours away. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you're if you're doing well in Seattle, you're gonna have a Portland presence and vice versa. Um, I would say when I started, I started about five years ago and a little over five years, and then when I started, Portland was king. You had guys like Ian Carmel and Sean Jordan, Shane Torres, and Nathan mm-hmm. Brandon. Those were all like they were all still there. Was Ron Funches? Was Funches Ron still Funches, there? I or think, Gabe had just left. Okay, Gabe was, was there. Gabe was there at the time. Uh, he Gabe only just left recently. Yeah, Gabe's only year. been in L.A. what about a year now? That motherfucker left, and he's already in Big Frida <laughs> videos and shit. <laughs> they're all great, but, but the fact that I can sit here and forget somebody like Gabe, who's phenomenal. Yeah, they're great. Who had who has great great. The fact that I can make a list and leave somebody that good off of it is a testament to how strong Portland scene was at that time. You even had people closer to my level, like Noriko, and then, like, Amy Miller had moved into Portland. Mm. Marie Stephen Wilbur. There. Stephen Wilbur's there. So, like, we can just list all these people who were inarguably further along than any of us at the time, doing well and doing it well in Portland altogether. And then they all left. Mm. So now Portland has, I think, a bit of a problem, which is that they don't have, like, you have to start, like, scenes have to be built from the ground up. So strong open mic scene lends itself to creating comics strong enough to create a good showcase scene which lends itself strong enough to creating good features which lends itself strong you know what i mean like yeah. a like a farm system and they really don't have the bottom level down right now i would say like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of good uh, uh um, mics to be able to do week in and week out and everybody's like there's some good showcases but it's hard if i i think it would be really hard to be a comic starting today in portland it doesn't mean it'll never get better it doesn't mean if you don't have talent you won't succeed but I would say that's the biggest difference is Seattle stayed roughly the same, which is an excellent place with tons of good open mic time, very yeah, good showcases, mm-hmm. and perhaps a harder system to move up into if you're trying to become a feature or headliner. But if but, you're between one and three years, I mean, there's not going to be a place you're, you can get, you could go up four or five times a week, open mic level, and get in front of 50 to 100 Yeah, like people. solid open mics, four or five a week. People yeah. paying attention, excited to hear you. Four or five times away, and that's not to mention all the other decent mics. Yeah, right. but these are like, yeah, well attended. Like some, like even if uh, across, even just uh, the, that whole area, you get some mics that pull around a hundred people sometimes on an open. Oh mic. wow! And even I mean, Specific even specific people coming, going, I can't wait for this open mic. Not yeah, like I just wandered in here. Who am I? Where am I? Where yeah, are my yeah. grandkids? And it's a pay. <laughs> it's not a free open mic too. So like people are paying. It's only like six bucks, but still, you see these crowds gather and they start coming every week and they bring their friends. And you're like, wow, this they is crazy. Do, you develop fans and mm-hmm. then they come out to your showcases. Oh, that's it's awesome. A, it's excellent, and um, it's yeah. slowly starting to get that way here. Very slowly. I know there, there's one mic that is, from what I've seen within the the Utah Standup Network, is that it's it's it started to build where there actually is a regular audience. The the Wise Guys one's always been kind of hit or miss. But at least you guys have those phenomenal venues. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Wise Guys in Salt Lake City is like picturesque. And the Ogden one, layout-wise, I mean, you do sound. You hear it. I mean, yeah. you, you've been up there. You know how I mean, the sound there is perfect. 
Yeah, it's a great room. That's how I connect. That's me how me and Kiki started talking for the first time. Is I didn't know he put it together. I didn't know. It. Sometimes the club owner is just a dude who physically owns the club. Right. And I was talking to him. I was like, before I get into this, like I thought Ogden was great. And I did, you know, we we rambled for like X Y Z. And I guess he's like a big nerd about that stuff. And like, oh, has yeah. helped other clubs set up their sound and stuff. So I mean, it's it's excellent. Yeah, he he absolutely is a nerd with it all. I mean, not just being not just being a great comic himself, but. He wants comedy to come off the best way as possible, and he looks at all of those things. I'll never forget uh, a show I was at years ago, and I had just uh, a web series that I had written and directed uh, had just come out, and Keith came up and like said hi, and then doubled back and he's like, "Hey, who filmed your web series? Like, it looks really." And I was like, "Everyone, you watched my web series? Like, what? <laughs> What's it called?" So it was called the job interview. It's nowhere to be found now. We pulled it off as it all was of our real own. racist, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as as all of our careers kind of started building. We looked at it and we're just like it's not a good representation of us. Mm-hmm. So my yeah. producing partner is getting cast in That's almost cool. everything right now. Yeah. And so he was like, "Yeah, let's maybe rewrite this." And so it's like we've rewritten yeah, and yeah. redeveloped it from what it was. But we were just like, "Yeah, we've got to pull all this down because it just does not." Yeah does not represent yeah it's like weird like uh it's like uh, i used to play music and it's fun you can like sit in your room and away from everybody practice but with comedy or stand-up or anything like you have to practice in front of people yeah and put stuff out even when you're editing videos or doing whatever so it's nuts to like hey i'm gonna put myself out there but this is beginner like even even if you're at different levels it's like you don't just sit in your room mastering it you have to have people see it and you know take it so it's 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 definitely weird to like when you're different like different levels be like i don't know like that's not me anymore and i don't want people to see that and be like oh this is where you know so i get that but it's definitely uh which is what makes seattle so great is there's no industry so you go up there and you can just develop quietly Mm -hmm. and without you know i think it's sometimes as bad when somebody has like pretty decent talent early on and then they get told they're amazing and then pulled away from developing yeah and then they stifle at that place in seattle there's no op- so, no such opportunity <laughs> so you so kind you of have to go you just it, have yeah. to do it and then you go other places and then you see like okay i'm gonna try this i'm gonna try this okay i'm gonna go play in san francisco now and if they react to it maybe i did something i'm gonna go down to la mm-hmm. and if it's decent like that's how I got uh, Dry Bar as I did Golden Spike, which was Keith Stubbs yeah. slash Wise Guys, and I didn't know what it was going to be like. I promised myself I would never apply to another first year festival because if you've done comedy, they're almost always suck because it's like probably a batch of comics who aren't known for follow through mm-hmm. doing a festival, which is already a hard business proposition. And this is to work the kinks out, you know? Yeah, like their yeah. first year, their is first like... year, and then they have big dreams. Probably mm-hmm. nobody that's ever done anything like that before. So like third, fourth years, if they're still around, they're gonna be all gone. They might be okay. Yeah. Uh, first years, I said it wouldn't go, and we came down, and there, it was it was a little rough at times by their own. But you know what? I th- I'd never met Keith before. He starts the thing. He goes, "I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> You're gonna get what you make out of this festival." <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he's like, "Regardless, we're gonna get you fed. We're gonna." And then like some of the shows were great, and some of them, you know, were, it was pretty decent for a first yeah, year festival. Yeah. So I get here. I'm supposed to go up. Um, on like this the kickoff which is like six thirty Thursday or Wednesday or something like that. And uh again Christian Piper grabs me, he goes, Hey, uh some uh, somebody missed their flight, can we move you to another show? I was like, Sure, yeah, like where do you need me to go? He's like, We're gonna be open for J Muse. 
um, Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. I was like, oh, you mean 20 people or 400 people? Yes, I would love to do the 400 person <laughs> show. <laughs> like, no, no, forget them. I was like, who do I need to spit on to, sag yeah. this, to get this <laughs> locked in? And I, you know, it's luckily the kind of scumbags that go to Jay. Was Jay that when Silent TJ Bob. Miller missed his flight and they put the extra? That was the same week, but it was a different, different show. Different yeah, yeah. This was, I forget who missed it, but another gentleman from LA, which, you know, hey, glad, glad he did. Uh, <laughs> But it was great, and the kind of scumbags that like JFJ and Son Bob like liked everything I had to yeah. say, and it was like an atypically really great, fun time. And so I did that, and then I had a good set in Ogden. And so uh, the whole point of coming down here was to try to get in at Wise Guys, uh, which you know they mostly do hosting and headlinering. So it was like there wasn't a whole lot of space for me there. And uh, and I hit him up about the dry bar, and we had a good conversation about. It. He's like, "Well, I saw you do well. You know, I heard good things. If you have forty minutes clean, we can get you in in a week." Oh wow! And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Because you know there was it was season one then, and they didn't know if they were going to do a season two. So he's like, "We can either get you in season two if it happens, or I can get you in in a week." That is crazy. It usually, does not move that fast. <laughs> yeah, usually you have a while to set up your special and set uh, up everything. You know, like it was run throughs for weeks. Yeah, <laughs> weeks of run throughs. I mean, luckily Seattle was really good, and then I think I got like four chances to go through forty minutes in that last week, which was great. That, yeah, that's killer. You got that. Um, shout out, shout out to that. But yeah, it was it was great. But I would say a part of that was you know taking a big risk on the festival, losing money to come out understanding it's important to be seen you know at that point once you feel like you're ready and then then following back up with email and being like i'd love to do this you know so so that's awesome i i hardly got to see any uh, any of golden spike i had just come back from la uh, right as it was going on and thought that we were headed out to uh to south by southwest and then everything kind of got mixed up there and we were like well i guess we can hit up a, a day or so of golden spike and from ev- from everything i saw and everybody i talked to uh, had just said it was it was so great. So it was, it was the first time I had seen Christian in in a while. As you as you bring him up, so I, I absolutely love Christian Piper. I've I've missed seeing him around here. The, the last time I was I was out in L.A., I show up at the Comedy Store and Christian's just right there, and I was like, man, it, it already feels more like home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we saw him at the Ice House uh, down in L.A. when yeah. we were down there. He's been hosting the the open mic there. Is that right? Yeah, they had a great open yeah, mic. Yeah, oh we God, went packed, packed out. Really yeah. great. Probably best mic, best yeah. mic in LA that we went to. Yeah. I would say nice. bar none. I'm, I, I was I'd say probably. Man. I'm gonna I say was... I'm gonna pull back my measured compliment and say best open mic in LA that we did. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I wanted to watch them. You know, like oh, I want to watch. And you're going. They were, I had to like stand in the back by the door, yeah. and I was yeah. like in the way for a while. I like, yeah, we, awesome. I was looking through the window of the room like an orphan looking at bread. Just like, <laughs> oh, it sure looks great in there. <laughs> yeah. So you now you you did the comedy store one as well while you guys were out there, didn't you? Uh, I did. I did. I had two shows at the comedy store while I was there. They did um, roast battle, uh, and so they do stand up comedy before the mm-hmm. roast battle, and they put you on there for like five seven minutes, and it was great. I mean, that's always just the hottest room. Yeah. And then one of the uh, weirdest uh, open mic rooms it can be, but uh, I've never I've never done the actual open mic there. But I got on once years ago, and because it's such a square room. And you've always got all the comics. Were you off in the, to the belly left. room, or no, were you, were you in, the in, you were in the main in, room? In main room. Oh, we, were, yeah. we were all belly room. Okay. It was, yeah, it's packed Which up. Which is there, great. Yeah. yeah, we watched a show in the main room, didn't mm-hmm. we? Or was that the was yeah, we, was side room. room? Yeah, yeah. That was great. I could see why that would be weird because yeah. it's like yeah. The the last one I went to there, um, it, it had packed out pretty nicely, but it was uh, the last time I was actually on one there. It was just it was weird, and I think it was kind of more of the comedy boom with the comedy store was starting to come back up too. Mm-hmm. So where it was maybe half full at best. 
Oh, they seem like they're doing great. Oh, now. yeah, they're yeah. I mean, every every weekend it's sold out there yeah. now. It's, it's crazy how how popular it's become again. But the yeah, names, we had, sorry, go ahead. I the names that are there are it's just ridiculous. Like we, I was yeah. saying to Billy, like if any one of these people were in Seattle, it's like everyone's like, oh, this person. But the one night we were there was Joe Rogan, Chris D'Elia. Uh, I saw um, Ali Wong, Ali Wong Nathan there, yeah. Brandon, and it, uh, it's just uh, it's just crazy when you're just like, this is all like one lineup, and it, that's why I feel like it packs. They get the energy yeah. there, and people just want to be around that. That's why we want to bring the Gateway Show down to LA, so that way we can get like bigger names to get silly with us, and mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be good. Neil Brennan, sorry, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, you see Nathan Brennan, yeah, yeah, Neil Brennan, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, you sold out the Gateway Show at Starburns Castle. That was amazing. That's man. awesome. That was yeah, 250 <laughs> seats at uh, Burbank. It's a cool new venue that they haven't even really publicly announced, but they're doing like Harmon Town there now. Oh, right. And, it rules. Uh, it Where is that great. one at? Oof. Burbank. It's kind of it's weirdly placed. Well, it's man. you know, I mean, do you know Starburns Industries and stuff like uh-huh. that? So it's like connected with them. Okay. And so it's literally a castle uh, <laughs> yeah. in in Burbank, and uh, it seems like it's like center center Burbank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Um, it was phenomenal. It's just a big. It's almost like just a big studio, really. Uh, That's awesome. But they mic'd everything up. Oh, it was they had a backlit projector where you didn't have like the. The shadow, the on shadow it. of the comic on on this thing. So oh, that's like great! Yeah, you weren't just getting hit with the yeah, you know, the, just the spotlight. We had this great, the great, the guy working the sound was amazing at it. They mm-hmm. sent, we do all of our own recording, and I tend to mix it up, and it tends to be better than we get from a lot of. We, we can make it better than some albums that get released. This guy sent me stuff that put my stuff to shame. Oh, that's awesome! It was amazing. So, so we're gonna be doing it there for the next six months at least. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because we had talked to somebody about bringing it to the store. And it's just with everything they got going on, it's like it would almost be too much to like try to ask for help from you know what I yeah. mean. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. when you're at a when you're at a solo venue, you're the thing going on that night. If you're if something goes wrong, and I'm at you know comedy store, I'm just one of five with five things going on in the next three hours. And yeah. so we decided to take it to like a bigger venue. It uh, a little outside of the outskirts. It so. pulled great. The audience was like so like oh, I think so we made hot. the right decision. So amazing. It would have been yeah, it would have been weird at the store, but mm-hmm. uh for but for my money I love that. I think that's like the most stand up y feeling place in LA. I'm, exci- I'm excited to check great. to check out the to check out the show out in uh, out in Burbank. Like I'm actually going to be moving back to LA in about two months here. So oh yeah, where so you, what I'm, part of LA are you going to? Um, we're we're hoping to be back in Burbank. We had lived there for a bit. I got accepted okay. to the LA Film School years ago. Well, nice. if you need a roommate, yeah. I'm trying to move to Burbank <laughs> in two months. So you just there let you me know. Link up. <laughs> <laughs> let this be where it all started. I know, right? <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's a it, it's a great city to to live in too, especially with the way that that the comedy is right around there. It's like you can find a room, whether it is something, you know, as big as the ice house or mm-hmm. comedy store or, you know, a smaller room like meltdown yeah. or, uh, or some of the other alt rooms there that are, you know, still, still great rooms. And meltdown is just a weird one because you never have any idea who might yeah, just, be just randomly mm-hmm. I was just, show up. I was just there, uh, Wednesday I was there, uh, because I was recording, um, Kyle Clark. Oh yeah, this is rad. Yeah, yeah, we just did that, and it was awesome. And I'd never been in the space before, but it's such a cool little back basement. You feel which room did you did you guys record in? We recorded. You go upstairs to the left. Yeah, to the to the main podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that, which was great and set up awesome. But I'd never been in the actual stand up comedy portion either. Yeah. 
just went down there and explored. And it's, it's just funny. This is not a dig on them at all, because if anything, stand-up comedy is better in a confined place. Yeah. But just in your mind, you see pictures of things, and you think they're bigger, like mm-hmm. physically bigger than they are. Yeah. And that's been the thing for LA, is then you go to it, and you're like, oh, it's just like a wide-angle lens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, right? say, the camera is just exactly what you need yeah. and everything else. The, the craziest thing with like Meltdown, though, is when you go there and some of the shows that come through there, so like when we we were there for um for Emily Gordon's book release uh, two years ago, it was excellent. Yeah, and it was just like you know, of course Kamel was going to be there, but mm-hmm. then she had Sarah Silverman on and Kurt Brownoller, and Oof. it was just <laughs> I mean the show was just packed, and it's just like I mean that room seats yeah, so, yeah. two hundred people at best, at best, and, yeah, 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 and it's that tight, and it's just like I'm just sitting right here across from that's what you want Comedy's always best yeah. in a fire hazard that's yeah. I think. honestly that's, people go how do you make a good comedy room i go just create a fire hazard yeah and that will be pretty good basement yeah i started one nope. exit yeah. Yeah. i started an open mic in a room like this like, it was like a tiny like it was a shed area yeah. and at first everyone's like this is gonna be the worst and you have eight people in there and it's like so hot because you're shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. We're this far yeah. away from the, it's, but it's one of those that you get people in a small confined area and it's just, there's something about it. Even when you're seating people at clubs, you get them on each other. Something about that contagious laughter, everyone yeah. having a good time. People think bigger is better. And I would say like, there are some shows that need 50 seats period. Mm-hmm. Like even if they can, even if they can sell 150 tickets, the show would change for mm-hmm. 150 people compared to 50. It, uh, al- it also creates a better demand too. Oh yeah, I mean that's what we we in Seattle we do the Gateway Show there, and uh, and it's like eighty to a hundred hundred standing, mm-hmm. um, and people are like, oh you you're selling out, you're turning people away, you should go to a different place, and I'm like, well, if I go to a different place, it's gonna cost me more money, and then we would have to continue to sell out that level. Like I'd rather people go like, oh we have to get there early, yeah. and it's an event, yeah. and, and I feel lucky everywhere. when I've gotten there, and so like I think people too busy counting their pennies when they could be counting their dollars in the long run you mm. should uh, turning people away is the best thing you can do for stand-up so how, how was it that you came up with the idea for the gateway show you know i would love to sit here and be like divine intervention had it in a dream <laughs> but like many good things it was just a slight tweak on something that had already sort of existed and so anytime anybody asks me that i want to be very clear that like people had been doing like do a set get drunk do a set people have been doing uh th- we did a show in goddamn 2014 or I guess 2030. It was what well, it was at least a year and a half before we ever did the Gateway Show, where we called it Battle of the Baked, which was a stand-up comedy competition involving completely stoned individuals. <laughs> uh, we did that, and so like little things like that happened, and we brainstormed. I was like, you know, we need a good hook because we run the venue that we do in in Seattle's Joy Town Broadway, which is a Thai restaurant back room has a comedy area in it, and we built the stage and we hung the curtains and we put TVs, but it's a nice space Fantastic. now. Yeah. Now it is, you know. Uh, now that we've put the effort into it, which happened like <laughs> 2013, I think. <laughs> um, but we were like, hey, how do we get people out here? This is never going to be a comedy club. We're never going to have some headliner that's a draw. The venue's not big enough. We don't have a budget. We need to do hooks. And so we, the reason I, I did uh, Roast Battle Prefunk is because we created our own sort of Roast Battle style show. And I reached out to Brian Moses and I was like, hey, we're doing it kind of different, but I know I got inspired by your show. Will it bother you if we do this? And he sent me the nicest. And I'm like, Nobody, nobody's asked us that before. People rip us off all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so that got us in touch and he's cool with that. And we do, um, we, do, we do a regular comedy competition in the room. And then we have one that's a straightforward showcase. And then we were like, what's going to fill up our final one? I was like, well... We enjoyed that battle of the baked. What if we did a pot themed show? 
we used to do a bit during the show about all the better names we came up with instead of going with the Gateway Show. My favorite is Aaron Engel suggested There Will Be Bud, which <laughs> I think is a great name. Uh, but that, that was a bit we used to do at the beginning of the show. It's like, uh, welcome to the Gateway Show. Here are the better names we came up with. It was like Air Bud, Golden Reef Retriever. There's a lot of movie puns. Um, but slowly, so it started out, we had like seven comics doing five minutes each, and it would just be like the comics would go up, they do their set, and then we didn't take an intermission. We would just bring up. Then, so by the time the final sober comic went up, the fi- the first high, uh, high person had already been ready, and there was it was just too many people, like seven, eight people a show, and uh, we the whole point was just we just got them high. It was nothing more than the <laughs> the sum of its idea. Um, and then as we did it, I started hosting them almost exclusively, and I take a very negative point of view on the show (laughs) is i go up and my thing is like i don't really smoke pot i love that we have the freedom to i came from a small town where they're arresting people but this is so dumb and all of us are dumb and we're roasting the comics as they do it (laughs) we're um and then i do a thing where during the intermission we have them text me like the weirdest thing they've ever been well hi or any other question and then when we come back from the intermission to give the comics more time to get high we'll sit there and I'll just go through their texts and like roast each one of them for it or like pick one that I really <laughs> like or go into like riff off of what they send. And so to me, a lot of like the idea of the show is that point of view. Like you could go and you could recreate this show. I don't think I inherently own the right to comics, do comedy, then get high and do comedy. I think we've popularized it now, but someone could say that maybe that idea existed before me. But nobody's doing it like we do it with the tone that we do it in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just gonna. I've only. I've done a lot of these. Uh, uh, not just on this tour, but in general, just in different cities. And I mean, what Billy does in general is. Uh, I mean, the hosting it is just ridiculous because putting it all together is one thing. But yeah, like the texting thing is just like the riffing with the people and connect. It's really like a different show. And like I bring my friends. Like I can't believe someone you know is putting on a show this good like they wouldn't know it was someone i knew if i didn't tell them right with like the feel of it the level of comedians that are on the sponsors like everything is so done at a high level and then even the like everyone from the beginning feels like it's a pro thing and it's carried that way and for weed it's so weird because everyone assumes we're gonna be it's always goofy and dumb everything's late we're all just don't but like for it to be that good and that precise and like it's awesome to have a feel of a weed show be everything but a feel of what you think a weed show would be. Yeah, it's a weed show for non-stoners. Is yeah. exactly <laughs> what it is. People think people think two things. One, they think it's going to be all pot comics, and I go like, no, pot comics are the worst people for this show because mm-hmm. they don't change at all. Right. And so we might, out of the four comics we book, put one comic who has a pretty high tolerance to weed on. Uh, but other like, than like that, overall, Doug Benson and Ron Funches would not be the like. No, because it's a dream comic because they're, yeah, they're already yeah. that. But that if, comic. We could get, if we could get a Doug Benson, we just put them at the end of the show. So they do their sober set, which would be the part that they would find funny because they're like, I didn't get to smoke all day. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't do stand up sober. Mm. And then the second set would be like, woof, now let's talk about all these idiots who couldn't handle their weed. <laughs> so yeah. they'd still get a chance to riff. Yeah. And they'd still get a chance to show how different they are. But we can't have, if three out of the four comics were that, it would just be, it would be yeah. a stand up with an arbitrary cutoff in the middle. Right. There has to be some sort of a change. So we tend to get one person we one to two people we know will probably have a meltdown because they don't smoke at all. <laughs> one person who maybe has a little bit, doesn't, whatever, and then a person who has high tolerance but also has weed related material and we tend to put them at the end. And so I think that's the thing. If other people who've tried to kind of do similar shows, they either go all pot comics 
or because all the pot know. comics want to do it and it's like that's funny it's like it's not the point of the show like i'm lucky yeah. i was doing it but whenever i go i go it, i don't smoke all day and i go as hard as i can because i know my tolerance is high yeah. so i want to get to the point where i feel like i'm on more like i want weed to make me feel like it's more than weed you know what I mean? yeah <laughs> when i first met kyle uh it was him and the guy named keith carey uh came up and did the show and they both said they're like based off of the description of the show we thought you were going to be like a tie-dye shirt wearing like mm. frosted tips kind of <laughs> just every stereotype Long of pot yeah like hey brother I'm so, are you this week man oh, oh man i forgot i ate too many strawberries last night you know <laughs> you know you know that kind of a thing but I just I get there and I'm a dweeb and I'm stressed out and I'm like, when's the show starting? Yeah. <laughs> How do you not know what a fucking Ethernet cable is? I know it's so different. It's so funny, man. But it's it's awesome because that's what gives the show. I feel like it's unique feels. It's not a like if you don't have like my sister's not a pot smoke. She thinks you know, weed's funny, but she maybe does it smokes twice a year and she loves the show because it's so not typical Cheech and Chong. Like, yeah, it doesn't feel like you're walking to a Spencer's Gifts. It feels like very, like, yeah. real weed. It Not a, like a real... hashtag 420 blaze that get wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, we're regular people that sometimes get really yeah. high, too. But those just... people that want to come to shows that want that thing, they want to hashtag 420 get wrecked blaze it. I'm like, you don't have any money. Yeah. So how are you supposed to come to the show, you fucking homeless person? Yeah, but it's developed a really cool culture, and the people follow us, and they've been, like, you know, telling us to come back. And I've never seen such amazing feel for especially comedy now that's not in la to sell out and not have us be like famous name it's unreal and it, for 250 it's like so funny to me where i go to other shows where there's nothing going on and people can't pull 50 so it's so crazy that like something that's that people talk talking about it and it's building a name where it's like oh i want to see this show and it's it's awesome yeah that's and, and I like, too, that you mentioned that, you know, you knew that it was kind of based off of somebody's idea and you actually reached out to them because that. Well, that was the roast show. That yeah. We that did. Was, yeah. And yeah. we did that one. Yeah. We reached because I just if because we came up with the pot show solely, but we knew other people had done it. Yeah. The roast show. I was like, there's some roast stuff going on down in L.A. Kids seem to like. Let's do our show, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I messaged a guy because I felt like cause his show. It's like I do a roast. You do a roast. I do a, like one. one yeah. You just kind of ping pong back in and Seattle. Forth. We have them all do stand up. So we'll bring eight comics up. They each do five minutes of stand-up to establish who they are. Then they go up in pairs, and it goes five minutes of roast from one comic, five minutes of roast from the other. And it's very different because it's more long form, and it's not quite – theirs is almost more like a rap battle, which is why they call it roast battle. Mm -hmm. Ours is much more like a more traditional deus roast. Mm -hmm. But I still knew 100% that we would have never thought of it had I not seen the success in L.A. And if honestly, he, he would have had a good point to be like, you know, I'd rather you not because I want it to still be a unique event when I visit Seattle. And I would have totally understood that. And uh, but he was like, yeah, people rip us off and use the name. You guys aren't even using right. the name, you know, and he's been a you know, and he was super kind. He even followed up a month later and was like you guys do it different how has it worked for you maybe we should tweak something like that dude you can't ask for a more humble like kind response when you when you reach out to somebody and go hey maybe i ripped you off of it yeah there 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 was a show after going down to san diego comic-con uh, for our third year where we were doing shows and we were so used to always having the meltdown show it's just kind of like an extra like uh coming you know let some steam off come and watch this show and since that show's done this year it was like oh what other comedy show is there when 
when you know you don't want to be in the convention center or anything and so i started trying to come up with some ideas and like i'd pitched a few to my wife and she's like well we saw this one in la we saw that one in la and and i was just like yeah but this is different for this this and that and so it's it's it, it's good to be able to find something that you can make your own to yeah, it's okay yeah. to, to draw the crowd in yeah because i've straight up told me people when people roll their eyes at it i'm like you know what like come to the show see what we're about and you'll see, like, because people really think it's going to be like, hey, remember when we did pot? Yeah. <laughs> they just all expect it to be a scene from they, that 70s they show. They want it to be bad when really, like, I've, like, especially Vegas this last time, dude, it's <laughs> aggressively negative towards the audience. <laughs> oh, man. It's so great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. But, yeah, and so, I mean, the first half of the show is just straight stand-up, too. And so I tell people, I'm like, even if you just come for the first half. Oh, it's, it's great. It's still just a, it's like, yeah. a, it's like an hour-long straight-fire stand-up show. Because the weed part doesn't come till after the intermission. Mm-hmm. So. But even that, to me, I, I love that personally because a lot of times when people just riff with it, we've seen some people that don't smoke at all, like Bo Johnson, have sets where it's just unrecreatable because the audience needs to know. Like uh, I had a, a video I did with uh, Billy recently actually go viral. Yeah, I knew Hollywood was going to bring up his fucking viral video. <laughs> fucking <laughs> every day with this, dude. Well, no, it's you know me. I have a four million view video. I'm Hollywood Mike Mazzolotti. <laughs> but, <laughs> it was just funny because I did Mushrooms at the Gateway show with Billy in Seattle and the whole po- it was funny because like uh, it makes sense because it's not just a comic going to do a show on Mushrooms. It was like the crowd knew with the set. It was a perfect oh storm. Tell the fucking story right mike for christ's sake <laughs> all right here's the thing. he did the show and he uh, he smokes pot all the time he said yeah. what are you uh, google it i'm hollywood mike i'm not gonna recreate my so what am i a stand-up comic i smoke a lot i, uh, so I smoke a lot of weed <laughs> so, <laughs> he smokes a lot of weed he thought he thought man my tolerance is gonna be so high i'm not even gonna get high with this so he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do mushrooms for this set and uh so he did the gateway show and instead of just potty ended up doing a bunch of mushrooms with it and uh, he had the most rambling mushmouth set. <laughs> oh yeah, it was that, it was uniquely shroomy. Yeah. And that was in May, and he's had the video for a while. And because he's a fuck up, he hasn't posted it until now. <laughs> I actually had asked Billy for it four times. Last night I had to like wait. I even told myself before the tour, I wrote down get the mushroom video. I had to wait for like a week. I sent a group message to the entire everybody on the show. He just doesn't read it because he's fucking Hollywood. So I had to wait. I had to wait till Billy looked nice and fed. I was like, hey man, remember that mushroom video? Can you resend it to me, please? So this is like last week. I've had it for like two and a half months. And so, yeah, he posts it online and he gets nothing for two days. He starts to question everything he's ever lived in his life. <laughs> Perhaps posting this mushroom video wasn't a good idea. Yeah, and then uh, my brother posted it on Reddit, and then a random open mic comic in Seattle, Ian Vosbinder, posted it on a different form yeah. in Reddit. Thanks, Ian. I'm glad we can refer to you as a random open <laughs> mic comic. Thanks for, thanks for giving 4 million Mike his views. But anyway, so this fucking idiot in Seattle, right, he posts it on Reddit. No, <laughs> I love you, Ian. No, it's just funny because, yeah, he without me even knowing, he, re- he was there that night, and he kept telling yeah. He's the one that kept telling me, like, it was so funny. I didn't remember it. I just remembered it was a fun night. He doesn't even listen to Ian when he talks so <laughs> but he posted it and then it just started hitting man and it went it went crazy and it was because of the gateway show and then we did this show in vegas two days later and people were coming up to me and they were talking to me about the show and about like, like oh you'll fill four million view mike you'll yeah. four million view mike <laughs> but yeah it's just Mushroom crazy mike so how was it that you two initially connected? I mean, was it from the stand-up scene in Seattle, or was it mm-hmm. kind of through the game? Yeah, we show? fucked a lot of the same people, and that's really mostly <laughs> it. That's as honest as it's been. <laughs> yeah, fair, I mean, being, being fair, I feel like that's the first time I really talked with Mike, is Mike was, was working the front door, this is years back, working the front door of the Comedy Underground, 
And he's all like, yeah, I went on this. Uh, I'm doing my mic. Yeah, I went on this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I went on this uh, this date with this girl, this first date on Tinder. And she just like made me move and made like a helper move. And I'm overhearing. I like put down my phone. I'm like, what did you do? You went on a Tinder date with a girl. How fly was this girl? Right. Nobody. I don't care how fucking modely you look. Nobody's gonna be like, I know we're really going on a Tinder date, but instead help me move. I'll be like, I'll have you move out of my way. It's like, get the fuck away from you. Oh man. And so I'm like, I'm just sitting there talking. I'm like, I'm like, you're a good looking guy. You don't have to do this. So I'm on Tinder like a week later and I'm talking and I match with this girl and she's like, oh, my God, you're a comedian. Do you know Mike Mazzalotti? <laughs> and jokingly, I was like, what are you, the girl that she that, that he made him help her move? And she goes, LOL, did he tell you about that? <laughs> and I was like, side. I'm going to fuck this girl without moving a goddamn finger. <laughs> Billy's like, I'm just going to sit still. I'm not going to move my body. Like, no, <laughs> I'm just going to lay there and be like, yeah. You move. Yeah, you move this time. Dude, your problem. This was when I was chubbier too, so I go back down to the underground with my chin strap beard and my fucking, <laughs> my fucking forty more pounds of weight. I was like, "Hey, brother, she didn't make me move a bit, <laughs> except for my own." <laughs> hey, man, I, I got her warmed up to the comic. You know what I'm saying? She's, <laughs> She's a nice girl. We stay in touch. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, but joking, all bro- all broish joking aside, I uh, that was sort of like the first time we really chatted. Yeah, as, as comics, when you can really bust each other's balls yeah uh, it does help and so seeing mike i was like look at mike good looking guy complete chump <laughs> <laughs> but i like that too because uh i i love the seattle scene but again where i grew up it was very ball busty very like jabbing East coast and yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah so when billy i was instantly like oh this is awesome and we started like little by little we started connecting but it was mostly this last year just i mean i'm still only like around four years in so i was a little yeah. step behind billy so watching him always like a couple steps ahead of me and kind of helping me out and then just you know, as oh, people fall then off, then we blew each other, and I was like, "Give me that grease." <laughs> <laughs> Give me that four. It took four million views, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like viral success. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, now this tour is just—I feel like this has been—you know—like every time you even do shows with people, I feel like you're close. Even on a tour, you've done—I've done shows with a couple people I've met. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this feels so cool. I know this yeah. person. After we did mushrooms at Universal Studios, I feel like we're good friends. <laughs> oh my so. god, best day ever, dude. <laughs> we, had, we had we had shows or driving every single day of the tour. We had uh, the twenty Tuesday, the twenty second, nothing, and oh, I was like, man. "Shot in the dark." What if we went to Disneyland? And I expected them to be like, "Whatever, you idiot!" And we're like, "Disneyland?" Yeah. And everybody's like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. I was like, "What?" I don't remember who brought up getting fucking completely trashed. Yeah, mushrooms just popped in somewhere. To draw, and we're just like, <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. We might as well, you know. What and I mean? then it bumped over to Universal. Yeah, because we heard it was like, more no, fun. I want to go to Disney. When I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> Wizarding World of Harry Potter was the fucking nail that sealed the deal. Oh, yeah. 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 It was amazing, uh, dude. Yeah. God. But if, like you, if you ever get a chance to do Universal Studios high on Molly and Mushrooms, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. When I was walking around, I felt weird. And Billy was like, if it wasn't made for us, who was this? I kept for? yelling, because of course. And I'm just like, if this isn't for us right now, who is it for? Yeah. Like, I walked into the Simpsons area and everything was moving that shouldn't have been moving, but it looked like it was made to move. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this is so. What for are people going to be like, you came here high? Why would you do that? I'm like, you came here sober? Why would you do that? We had, we had the most fun that day. I don't even. I, I, was like, I think that was perhaps my second time in my life I've ever even fucked with Molly, and only the third time I've ever even done a little bit of shrooms. Hands down, 
good decision. Oh, amazing. <laughs> amazing. There oh. wasn't a bad decision made that day. Yeah. Did, did you go on the Simpsons ride then? No, we did. Oh, we went on yeah. every ride we're going how, on. How much did that one trip oh, you out? Oh, my though? God. <laughs> we didn't know. Okay, so at that point, we did not understand what a virtual roller coaster was. <laughs> yeah. We just thought it was a fucking roller coaster. We get lifted up. And we're all, I mean, we're white knuckle shrooming at that point. <laughs> this is peaking. We Literally, just... <laughs> multiple people would like, they were like walking up this. It was easily one of the longer rides. People are sitting down. They're just like, I, I feel comfortable here. Yeah, I just like feel good here. on the walls and touching yeah. the walls, just waiting to go in. Right before you get on the ride, they have four screens, and there's four different characters. One's like Hans Mole Man, one is Willie, Apu. and one's Apu, and there was one other one. But I think what, it's the sea captain, isn't it? Probably, yeah, but somebody's yeah. fucking head was blocking the way. <laughs> but what was tripping me out is I'm high on mushrooms, and they would only ever talk one at a time, mm -hmm. but they had like casual animations for all the other three yeah. while the other one like Apu was like mm. yeah wouldn't just freeze like, picking a, he was, yeah, he's like picking up a candy bar eating it yeah I'm like, like chewing and, and I'm sitting here high on my mind I'm like are they trying to convince me these are real people <laughs> yeah then the doors open we don't know I think I still think it's a roller coaster I think we're gonna go onto a thing and then screens pop on and it, I felt like we were on this. Like I felt like when you the car goes off, it feels real. Yeah. Like it felt so. It felt too real. It was ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> the family behind us uh, probably had to deal with all of our shroom sweat splashing <laughs> back towards them. We were, I wanted to see the video of us in a room falling out, like screaming, like we're falling off this road. It wasn't coaster. even fun because I, I remember there was a moment where we all get off and we all just look like we saw like Nam and uh, <laughs> we're so hard. And yeah, I was sweating. Was we're trying to process what we just fucking. <laughs> saw and then i forget who was but they're like fuck it we should get back in line and do that again <laughs> well, we started you or hannah or somebody yeah, we started walking and then there was a studio tour next and i we sit down on this thing and as we locked down no you gotta mike what? why did we go to the studio tour oh because i it's it, it, i was going by time yeah so mike's <laughs> like oh we'll go to the least wanted one out of all of them well, that's <laughs> mike's big idea of how we're gonna do universal Studios. let's go to the least popular rides it's then we won't have to wait hey guys there's you know how cheap it is to buy shit to eat let's go buy that <laughs> shit only costs 50 cents He's like, oh, yeah, let's do the studio tour. It's only a 20-minute wait to get through the line. We're going through this line. Nobody's in it. Me and Mike are crossing back and forth on the line, high-fiving every time we cross. But, like, I'm going left. He's going right. Nobody's in this line. It's Nobody's cool. there. But it's, and it's funny. We, we get, I have no idea what the ride is. I just see 20-minute line down, studio It's the tour. fucking Golden Girls next to us. Everybody's <laughs> old as shit. We're the only young people on the ride. And I'm at, I'm at peak shroom because I took mine, like, a little bit, a little yeah, bit after he, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you went a little later to see, and yeah, then you yeah. were like, "Ah, oh, fuck it." And then you went. Yeah, because I didn't want to take all mine. Because I, I like being the least knowledgeable on drugs in a group. Because then I don't have to worry about babysitting anybody. I yeah. can be babysat. And that's mm -hmm. nice. So I was like, "I'll take half my mushrooms, then we'll see, and then I'll get." And then everybody else was like, "I'm fine." I'm like, "All right, fine. I'll take my rest of my yeah. mushrooms." Yeah. And then that resulted us on getting this boring ass studio. Oh tour. man, it was so fun. And when it locked in. Uh, Jane was like, this is an hour long, and I started getting anxiety. I didn't want to tell, I was afraid to tell Billy. He went on the longest ride in Universal <laughs> City. It is a literal hour-long ride where you drive <laughs> through the back. And, like, and they keep trying to make shit sound cool. I have a lot of legitimate problems with this ride. All right, so here's the thing. Well, my, you, my, my first Universal is they call it a studio podcast. tour. Having oh. been on other real studios, Dude, it, is, uh, it was hilarious. It's a, it's a studio ride. Yeah. It's a, but here's the problem. Nobody told us that. So I'm sitting here, and I'm just like cross-armed, grumpy, high on mushrooms. What did you do? 
to us, Mike. Yeah, and then, Why are we on this? And then a TV pops on, and this guy, Zan, comes on. I think it's a recording, but it's a guy doing a live talk of you through He's the He's in pl- the front of the studio. We're like three three back. Yeah, three He's cars back. The, yeah, because that's how we realized. Like, this is the worst recording. And I look, I look, we take a turn. I look, I go, he's fucking right there. He's up front. He's a real person. It was so bad. Because like you said, kept, the video kept cut. There was like a video that played no matter what. And this guy would be in the middle of talking. This video would just oh, cut out. You know out. how little they trusted Zan, the studio tour guy? Is he didn't control the videos. He, they just come on. So if he misses a line, he's like, bah, 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 fuck. And then the video comes on. Is it, is it still the Jimmy Fallon video? Yes. Oh, like, yes. yes. Like, I've what? never been happier to see Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> and he would even say sometimes when he would nail the line, I'm going to pitch it to my co-host, Jimmy Fallon. And like he's like their homies and yeah. they hang out. And then the video comes on. And then the guy, Jimmy's like, oh, hey, thanks. But it doesn't even say Zan. It's just like a generic thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. God. Every time Zan came back on, he might as well have been lifting his head up out of a pile of cocaine that he was <laughs> doing. more excited. <laughs> but if he insane. was, and that's my friend, you would say that, and I'd go, I fucking, if he was doing cocaine, he'd be taking his job seriously. <laughs> All right? Because Zan did not give a shit. He'd be like, what was that dude from the fucking, uh, the, where do we drive past this part of the sewer? Oh, uh, this is the Bates Motel. He's not even doing it that guy. Yeah. This is the Bates Motel. Oh, oh no. A <laughs> uh, guy's coming. He's got a knife. Like, yeah. I'm not even yeah. overemphasizing how little Zane gave a shit. <laughs> At was... one point, he goes, you, know, he goes, he goes, you just do all the line. You do it. He goes, right. oh, no, he's coming with a knife. Don't look him in the eyes. That's for his sake. <laughs> I say it loud, yeah, loud. We're riffing the entire time. We were just throwing out lines. Like it was the funniest thing the whole time. We were the... gone. Yeah. And so and then, so this took an hour. It was the peak hour of our mission. We're stuck with Zan oh on my a God. ride. I'm sitting there going, Zan, if you don't care, no one cares. <laughs> like our car to the point was like, if you weren't on our side, you it was like, come with us or just hate us because we're not stopping. Oh, because it, it was. And you know how many fucking times we got attacked by dinosaurs on that ride? <laughs> and then, how many dinosaurs are in this fucking place? <laughs> it was so true. Dude. No matter out of no where a dinosaur to come and then they pull us in like a smallville town and billy's like you can't just go from getting attacked by dinosaurs to showing me a, a oh, regular because nobody yeah. told me it was a ride so i'm just i'm going like oh that's the most boring like they're trying to be like this is where desperate housewives was filmed <laughs> i'm like wow anybody got a gun for me to blow my brains out and they, they were trying to make it cool like we can't go down that lot because they're filming oh, right now they're actually but. filming the will and grace reboot in there right yeah. now <laughs> and i'm like oh my god let me out right now yeah i want to walk back uh, <laughs> So I'm sitting there just like, and like I just kept yelling. It anytime something lame would happen, I'm like only three more hours, you know. <laughs> uh, so then we go to the Peter Jackson, like the King, the Kong King Kong part, part. Yeah. and you can tell Peter Jackson's sitting there, and he has the dull, dead eyes of a man who did not read his contract for King Kong properly, because he's you could tell, like I, he's like he might as well have been like, hello, it's Peter Jackson, I've. Uh, won Academy Awards and now I'm talking to you in the back of a studio to him. <laughs> he was so bummed. I was like, what assistant got fired because they let him sign <laughs> yeah. that, right? And then he's just like, watch out, it's uh, King Kong. And then we go into a fucking shed, video cameras come on, and then it's just like, and then they're like spraying us with water. Yeah. Yeah, this, what kind of studio tour is this? Universal is basically, we're going to throw dinosaurs and water at you. Yeah. It's just like the so, whole and then, thing. And then he goes, and then, then Zan comes back on, he's like, we made it. Anyway, this next lot, I'm like, you can't just go back to the fucking, we survived. <laughs> yeah, we survived a dinosaur attack twice on this tour. Uh, I'm sorry, Zan, but uh, a 50-foot monkey just saved us from velociraptors. I don't give a shit about the desperate housewife's house. And they ruined Jaws for me, because there was like a little scene of Jaws. I'm like, please don't tell me this where Jaws was filmed. <laughs> oh, like yeah. Pool. It says there's no reason for some of the things they do. It's literally like we have a piece of the shark. What are we going to do oh, with yeah, it? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. the time when they have like a little stunt guy in yeah. there. 
there. And then he's like, and then he sinks. And then Mike's over here like, just ruin Jaws. I'm like, Jesus Christ, show some respect. A man just died. Yeah. Uh, there would be blood spraying. And then Zan was like, oh, no, be careful. That's human blood. Oh, no. I hate how this, yeah, this this lake straight up full of human blood, Zan. Great line read, you idiot. Yeah. And then Billy's like, and we're all laughing. And Billy's like, be respectful, guys. Someone just died. <laughs> it was, like, it, was it, it was the most fun for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Like, oh, no, at the end, because I, I was legitimately getting annoyed with Zan. Oh, uh, my God. Well, we were calling him Zane, and at the end of it, he he goes into the screen. He goes, and just remember, my name's Zan. And I'm like, he could hear us. Yeah, he could totally hear us. Hey, Zane. <laughs> Oh, yeah. it was so terrible. Yeah, the nerve to ask us if we wanted to meet Zan yeah. after the ride. I was like, I've never wanted to meet someone less. He's like, if I see him once, the rest of the time I hear, I want my money back. Stupid, <laughs> overly groomed beard. Yeah. Fuck Zan. If I, if you take nothing else away from this podcast, fuck you, Zan. Yeah. If anybody knows Zan, they they know like, oh, Zan. Hey, I was listening to this podcast and they actually mentioned you on it. Spit in his face for me. The, the real question is, does Zan know what an Ethernet cable is? I bet he doesn't. No. <laughs> I bet he fucking does. I bet Zan was stolen away as a child to live in Universal Studios. I'm pretty sure Zan got fired after our ride. It was the least, it was the most dispassionate. Like, you work at a fucking amusement park. Amusement's in the name, Zan. You know when the coke stops working how bad your life is? Because he was, like, coming up like, it's not even getting me happy anymore. He's like, I'm just miserable in this job. I just work this to keep the coke habit going. (laughs) I I think the worst part of the studio tour ride, when, when... we had lived there before, uh, before we had moved back back here. My wife and I had a year pass, and we were just like, we can just like, it was a twenty minute walk from our apartment. So we were like, yeah. what the hell? Like, we'll just we'll just go down there to kill time. That tram song at the end that Fallon sings, the "Have a Tramtastic Day." Oh, I was so gone. After we were all so we were gone so by gone. the time that came up. Be glad, because after, after like a week of it, I'd be like doing the dishes, just sitting there just, oh man. And I'd just be like, fuck, I've got that song no. in my head now. That's I hilarious. crawled out of that <laughs> fucking tram. The second he started saying this is the end, we were all like cheering. Oh, Christ, <laughs> man. But for real though, the hour was a great hour for us to sit down. We that's... needed it. I don't think we would have survived that day without that yelling and taking it all out on the Oh, band. man. Yeah. But yeah, that was a great day, man. Universal, what's up? Yeah. yeah, we us. went on the Walking Dead walkthrough ride thing that they have. Oh my god! We did it at the end, and the entire the entire time, I'm like, God, I'm so glad I'm over the shrooms right now. <laughs> Everything the Mummy ride was like, I didn't think anything there was fast paced. Even though all the coasts were fun, but it's not like a fa- the Mummy ride. We sat down, and my neck whips back. Yeah. I was, oh my god! Thank God we did this later. Great. Who would have thought the Mummy ride was gonna be good? <laughs> see, see, that's what's, see, maybe it was different when I went on. A- I hated that ride. Really? It was quick, but if you flew forward crazy as hell, and you went backwards crazy it was as just hell. Like to me, it was a just a really slow space mountain where nothing oh, happens. No. We didn't feel like it was slow at no, all. No, that thing was quick. Maybe they was... revamped well, it. Well, I, the I, new I, I guess I should say fast because yeah, it was it was just over within a second. And it was I was over, like, yeah. Oh, that's what, not like that it? goddamn hippogriff ride we did on Harry Potter. It took it would have <laughs> we could have walked around the like the the ride itself once. Like physically. Oh my and the god. Of time, like easily they should have they should send you on like a three loop 
It was so short, and it's so like at first you're like, "This won't be fun," and then as you sit on, you're like, "Oh, cool! This is kind of oh, it's over." It's like, like as you're excited, yeah. like, oh, this is right actually- as you're about to be like two more times. They're like, and it's done. I'm yeah, like, all right. I get someone to go s- sit through that stupid wand I presentation. Felt- <laughs> yeah, I was like, I felt like I was at like a Hoffman's car wash, like like a thing where it's like a little road, like this roadside thing. Like this is such a beautiful. Like why can't we just go? And it was so fast, like two times at least. But the line was not there. Like they should have been like, "Hey, want to go one more?" Like there should be an option of us just going like this, like one more time. Yeah. <laughs> like, you should have told them you were four million. Mike, dude, man. Well, hey, that was the day it was climbing, bro. I was only two million at that point. They didn't give a fair. shit. They didn't know, man. They didn't Humble know. beginnings. Humble beginnings. And then we had to go in this ride where it was a, a, a wand ceremony. Oh, see, it's a walk. It's a walk through to the gift shop. Is yeah. what it is. Did ah. you do this at all? No, it was, they were still building it the last time I was. Oh wow! First, so I can I just seen say, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, physically beautiful amazing it is when you walk in the middle of it you are in it, in it you're, you yeah, know? yeah 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 uh but it is the biggest cash grab oh my oh god my, even by amusement park standards there's a ride where it's like come on down to what is it oh olivanders <laughs> and get your figure out which wand is yours be like i imagine they're all 65 dollars yeah and yeah. you stand and in this uh, line and the, the line is a while it's not like a five minute line like, it was I'm, a legit like ride line, ride line. <laughs> yeah like, it was a line so for we a thought ride. it was gonna be a thing they bring us into a fucking room and with, they're like don't be shitheads with like a cosplay <laughs> actor and no, i'm no, like we weren't even there. remember the tiny room before oh yeah the don't be shitheads room yeah yeah they bring us <laughs> into like, a room and they line us up, so I think like, well, something's gonna fucking happen, right? And they just—they were like, "Yo, yo, near third in the third row." And I'm yeah. like, "All right, well, this has got to be something particular." And then they just wanted to like, "Don't be a shithead." Essentially, yeah. I think they pushed the people that were just kind of—you and could see the uh, the people's eyes, like, "You like it, you like it, you don't like if this it." This isn't <laughs> for you. Get the fuck yeah, out, you're right? In the back. And so we're way rolling on Molly. At this point. <laughs> and so they bring us into this tiny room. Mike's on the fucking ground. I'm like, la- I'm trying not to he be has a shit. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. I've read the books. I've seen the movies. Mike has no context for it. I have zero context. And the gals were with it. They were on tour with us. Love it. They're Love sitting there it. like they believe. Yeah, they <laughs> wanted one. And I'm trying. And so Mike's cracking up. I'm trying to keep it together. Kind of. Kind of. Because you were throwing out lines that was making me crack I couldn't up. help it, dude. I was rolling. <laughs> so at one point, they put you through the thing, and they, they give you a wand to test out. Right. It's their big sales pitch is what they're doing. Yeah. So they bring the wand to test out, and they're like, hmm. She, uh, the girl's name was Sylvia. And I'm going to tell you this fucking community theater actress they hired was crushing it. Oh She's like, God. hello, Sylvia. Hello. And I'm, I'm sitting there going like, Zan didn't try half this fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, you so, gotta go give Zan a pep talk. Yeah, I want job. you to be my new Zan. And uh, and so she's like, mm, try to get that book off the top shelf for me, Sylvia. And they do it, and they they set it up in a way where you pull down like half the books. Yeah, like it messes up a couple yeah. times. Like you're, they want to make you look like a fuck face. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm cracking. I'm like, get it together, Sylvia. What's wrong? But it's a small you? room. And it's quiet <laughs> after the mess up. Mike inside. It like echoes in this room. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be like a me and him. I lost it together. Dude. And there's so. no way out. There's no way. You oh, we to... were we were trying to figure it out. Yeah, we, we were, were like, trying to we... get the fuck out because I was gone. I was like, this isn't for me. If I got to sit here for an hour, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> and I didn't want to ruin. <laughs> we were it like fucking with the door. They locked us in. No good. The only way out was through the gift shop. Yeah, I mean, it was literally. And then as you walk through out. The gift shop, like, oh, you could have bought wands everywhere. Oh, it's it's at every gift shop has yeah. the wands. We just did, we, we did the fucking uh, what is it, the uh, we did the um, the presentation. We sat there to see the cro- yeah. you know the, the Sylvia's. You to know. get our time. That was our timeshare presentation <laughs> with Sylvia. 
<laughs> like, I get it. They're magical. Okay, great. And then the girls were going out trying to use their magic wand. They had to pay extra for the magic wand. When you buy wands. the wand, first of all, you go into the room, okay? For the Harry Potter fans out there, they have all the, the wands from the movies. And I mean all of them. They have this whole stack so you can be get Arthur Weasley's wand. Who, even if you give a shit, who wants Ron's dad's wand. It's yeah. so funny to me because this is all just like out of my. This is like you're speaking <laughs> Chinese to me, and I'm just watching everyone so excited. Like this is crazy. This is like <laughs> if you like wrestling and you're like, I'm gonna get the doll of that dude who has a snake sock puppet on yeah. his hand. <laughs> if you like wrestling, that's not the guy yeah. you're into. Yeah. Uh, you know who I'm gonna get? I'm gonna get the third lead character's dad's wand. <laughs> they did have every, and they had them all placed crazy place to make you feel cool. Like you're getting it from this hard to reach place. Yeah. And then like I even climbed up a side to get one. I was like, let's get one no one can touch. And they're all fit at the top. The top is just like glued in. Like, oh no, 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 no. You don't right. they're all reachable. It's, <laughs> like, it's, so it's like sixty-five bucks. And then the woman, so I, I'm buying it for our uh, my friend Hannah who's in there with me because she came on this tour and she was great. And I was like, Yeah, I'll buy a lug of wand. Uh <laughs> and the woman goes, Do you want the displayer for it? And I'm like, Yeah, okay, fine. How much is that? And it looks like a McDonald's toy that you could put the wand into. <laughs> Only thirty five dollars. I go, That's a no. Yeah. That's <laughs> a big no. For the plastic wand. For the oh, no thing. Only thirty five dollars. Sixty five for the wand. I know, that's what I'm saying. But ostensibly the wand holds some sort of value, but the pla where you can still see the seam and the fucking oh my where God. the plastic was pushed together. I'm like, I can racket you guys running here. Even the wand <laughs> when I held it, I was like, Oh, this is so and you turn it over and you see where it's like the scene. Hell, like they didn't even like grind down like to make it like. Oh yeah, the first one Hannah got the like fucking the little the R R F reader at the end of it is all poking out sideways and shit like an ingrown toenail. So they must have really cheaped out because they sold them at Warner Brothers. And one of the guys that was with us one of the last times we were at Warner Brothers had to stop in and get a wand. Like and his do. was like, like his was actually really decent quality and it was cheaper than sixty five bucks. Wow. Wow. Now so you yeah, made, now they, you made us regret our purchase even more. Like, we went to Universal, you figure that's that's where you get them. You go to yeah. where cheaper would it be than Harry Potter's land itself? It's his yeah. wizarding world. Yeah. Like, By the like, studio that didn't have anything to do with it. Wow. Oh, oh. that's true. They have no rights. That's that it's a War shit. it's a Warner Brothers film. Oh wow. How did that happen? Yeah, I'd they, wondered the same. Did they thing. just license it or something? They had to. I'm gonna say that Simpsons world was legit though. Oh yeah, yeah the Simpsons awesome. world was awesome. A crusty burger, nothing looked good, but it was legit. Yeah, we missed Moe's. In. We were gonna go down to Moe's. Oh, we we See, those yeah. weren't those weren't open yet the last time I was oh, there. So this is all new. They, they were yeah, they were building. They were, they were building all of that. Oh wow, that's it was dope. Uh, they were still was, building some stuff when we walked into the shittiest part. What did Waterworld? Oh yeah, we never did the Waterworld stunt ride or whatever. We despicable me. We walked away from that. Yeah, we had nothing to do with me. Minions. We had to get the fuck away from <laughs> Again, the I don't even know what those are. Uh, good for you. Nice that the you were able The Transformers ride it. was pretty cool. I, it was Is a, that right? It was. A, I thought it was gonna be a little cooler, but then at the very end, it was. A, I guess it was more of a me thing. It was like I always want to know what jumping off a building feels like. And in the trans, like that, you have three D glasses, and you you jump, a car goes off a building, yeah, and it. I was sweating, and seen. then it just. It was terrible three D. Like I would take the glasses off, and it looked the same. It was really bad three D. They just made you feel cross-eyed. I like. I like. We're just gonna step away from the fact that you're like. I always wanted to know what it feels like to jump off a building. <laughs> I cut myself just to feel anything. No, but you know what I'm saying. And if it was so like that. It, like that's after I got out of there, I was like, "Wow, never gonna do that." <laughs> yeah. You just, you know what saved my life? Transformers 3D: The Ride at Universal Studios. 
I was going to kill myself, but experiencing it firsthand, guy went, yeah, this might not be a good idea. That'd be so funny if someone's about to jump off a building. Like, wait, stop him. Let's go to Universal. Yeah, you're going to see this sucks, and your eyes are going to feel really bad afterwards. Your eyes are going to hurt, and you're going to sweat and not like I like the idea of them holding a knife to their wrist through the entire ride. Like, If he's not right about this, I'm going through with it. I'm doing it right now in front of your child. Yeah, because you have to sit next to somebody. Yeah, oh my God, we made the best friends on that ride so we were we were rolling and they they had the balls there's four of us they put us into a five-person rung yeah so some poor girl had to sit next to us and we kept we were grabbing at, a different person too oh yeah we're at we're at peak like levels and so i look at this girl i go so he goes mike's at the end of it mike's date is there i'm here my date hannah's there and then this poor girl so i'm like i look at her my eyes must have been pinpricks at this point from all the drugs we were doing at that point and i go do you think you're ready to join our group <laughs> but he looked at you see the winner line oh that was right so i look at her i go i don't know you better be prepared to win all right so if you're ever unsure what to do you ask yourself what a winner would do and you do that and it was so loud and, and we're confident. like Rotu. yeah and this is like Surrounded by people, everyone's like quiet, and and then but our energy takes over. The every person that's in our group, she was even like row two. Oh, she joined <laughs> up with us. It was great. We every, had another girl join the Walking Dead ride, yeah, and I go, she, she went, she, like, how did you get here? She's like, I don't have anybody to be with. I go, well, I'm gonna be honest with you. In these zombie scenarios, usually the new person doesn't make it. Yeah, and then at the very end, he's like, cool, you made it. <laughs> we go, we go. Do you want to come with us to Transformers? Yeah, we invite her to Transformers. And then she goes, she literally goes, oh. Oh my god, I'm so sorry I can't. Like like, like, like I actually give a shit. Like we hung out all day. Like we hung yeah. out, oh I'm sorry I have to go. And you, I'm like, you went we've through been the through one so experience much. with her. Like, oh my god, I wish you would have come though. Imagine that. <laughs> the the uh, one regret I have from being like paired up with people there is that I would never buy one of the pictures after any ride. And we mm. never even saw no, any we of just them. Kept we But after Jurassic Park, we I was probably at my heaviest at the time. And I'm sitting next to so I've got my wife to one side of me and these two little Asian kids that got paired next to me. And at the end, I look so gross and fat that it looks like I was ready to eat these two little kids that were next. They looked like maybe a quarter of my size at best. And I just remember getting off the ride and I was like, oh, I'm disgusting. And they take a picture with that's all kind your of weight funny. shoved up. Yeah, and that's pretty much what it was. It was like, gravity brought it's like it up your like leg it. weight is in your neck. Yeah. Like you're wearing a fucking brassiere and a corset. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, it was like everything your went above weight. the yeah. like little, the little lap your, guard. Your, your gravity corset bringing <laughs> your fucking... Oh, that's great. Yeah, we were, uh, that was when we were, I was like, yeah, because I, I, I do not do these drugs a lot. And I found, they're like, how's Billy on Molly? Real big asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but we got through the whole, I mean, the, we Boy, ended Mike's when balding. it closed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, to keep taking my hat off because I'm going, like, I'm going, but I wear hacks like it. Not because I'm going, because it looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as you know, it's because <laughs> it looks good. But then I had to take my hat off, and then Billy, there'd be people behind us like, hey, I'm really sorry if Mike's bald head <laughs> blinds you on her on the ride. You have to take his hat <laughs> off for this I'm one. apologizing <laughs> to people's kids. Like, I get it. I'm yeah. sorry. This is what aging looks like. <laughs> <laughs> and these kids are like oh, 10 years they don't get the sarc they're just looking like what is going on <laughs> this old sweaty man yelling at like me adults are just, it's hilarious it was a great time <laughs>
<laughs> ne- the ne- end. Next time I go to Universal, I'm just going to make sure that I'm going with you guys so oh, that I have a better time. <laughs> you find it. I don't know if they're going to let us in again. Every but, year, uh, August 22nd, man. Every year. <laughs> it's just going to become but an Hannah annual brought, thing. She had like a switchblade in there. They oh literally were like, God. no lies. She's like, oh, I didn't think it counted for that. I'm like, it's a fucking switchblade. <laughs> It's not like you're doing your nails with it. Yeah, it was a so giant. Because th- these fuck faces, you know, I pay for preferred parking. Let me let me finish this here. I pay for preferred parking because I've earned it. You know Billy, what I mean? Preferred and, uh, parking Anderson. Yeah, I, people say Billy Anderson, preferred parker. They say that about me. <laughs> uh, and so I sit there and they go, "Really, you gonna pay for the ten dollars?" I said, "This will pay off. You just see, it will pay off." And then what do they do? Leave their fucking knives in their purse. We gotta walk right back to the parking lot. I'm like, boom, paid off once. The <laughs> chicken. The we, chicken. We go back for chicken. Boom, paid off twice. I had chicken with me, and they were like, "You can't bring that in." Boom, like, go back. back all right. <laughs> <laughs> Intermission, we go back to do Molly. Boom, preferred parking as fuck. Final night, we're exhausted. It's the end of the thing. Oh, thank God I parked so close. Fuck you. Best $10 I've ever spent. Yeah, Billy Anderson, preferred parker. Preferred parker. Let everybody know it. <laughs> but that did help, man, because that was, that was so clutch. Because the other lot was going to be in the sun years away. And like, Mike pulls a power move on the poor parking attendant. The parking attendant points <laughs> into one place. He just turns the other direction. I'm like, Mike, the fuck are you doing? He's like, he had both hands out. Yeah, like, yeah, one of them was pointing. Yeah, but the other one had his hand. Like, the one it was <laughs> to say, don't go there. The international sign of stop. It was a hand outstretched. Mike's like, maybe he means come here. <laughs> Like that yeah. was the beginning of the day. That's yeah. how our day started with you, you spitting in the face of a man working in a preferred parking lot. <laughs> I paid my ten dollars. I'll park where I want, yeah. sir. We are preferred parkers. This isn't uh, this isn't preference. When you tell me where to my go, my father's a senator. <laughs> <laughs> so as we kind of wrap things up here, uh, how many shows do you guys have left with, with the Gateway Show on the tour? Denver is our last one. Denver on Tuesday is uh, our last Gateway Show on the tour. Portland. Portland is the beginning of a new month and the start Ooh. of a new thing. So, cool. yeah. Oh, the wow. August tour. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so we do it in Portland, Seattle, and uh, Bellingham every month. And we just established it in San Francisco, Sacramento, and Chico, and L.A. every month. So uh, we're going to – the month restarts, and we're back at it this uh, Labor Day weekend, right? Yep. Awesome. I've been so, calling it Memorial Day week for <laughs> longer than I'm proud of. Now the same memes will circulate, so I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so now where can where can everybody find you guys on social media to kind of keep up with each of you as well as uh, as well as the Gateway Show? Uh, you can follow me at Unfunny Mike. Just I usually just use Instagram, but that's pretty much where all my give me your YouTube page. Uh, <laughs> unfunnymike.com oh yeah my YouTube page got taken down uh, you could have gone at 100 Sets Productions but today while I was uploading stuff YouTube literally f- like froze my account so I've, I'm right as of now I have no idea why Billy thankfully walked me through and I got it was uh, it was because he had some success and like this seems like unusual activity on <laughs> it's your so account. true the only all my videos have like no views and the one mushroom video has like 190,000 and then YouTube was like what's wrong Let's this seems like it. this seems like you defrauded the public into yeah. viewing this that's, that's what, what it, it fucking said, said. I defrauded the public that's yeah like said. like you did a, like five titties that you need to look at in order to be a millionaire or whatever so right now it's in review so just unfunnymike.com or at unfunnymike and 100 set productions if you want to see a blank page yeah 100 uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, BillyAnderson.com because I got in early. Uh, Billy at BillyAnderson.com, GatewayShow.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at It's Billy Anderson. You can find me on Twitter once a month at Billy Anderson Yo. 
Uh, and you can find us at Universal Studios once a year, every <laughs> August 22nd, 22nd man. getting high as shit and reliving Simpsons. those memories. So man. if you guys are there, just w- look Stuck for it. us in the Simpsons. You got to go Simpsons, Studio Tour, Jurassic Park. Oh, Jurassic Park, yeah. So it just yeah, started, yeah, yeah. yeah it was meeting the Simpsons. Because you're going to be we'll hot by then, so you go to Jurassic yep, Park, cool cools down, down a yeah, bit, yep, cool yep. down, baby. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Preferred Park, 100%. You'll find yeah. us there, too. Yeah, we'll be in the Preferred Parking <laughs> Lab because they uh, they grandfathered us into that. So, uh, yo, BillyAnderson.com, Row 2 Productions, Row two. Row two. Excellent. Well, thank you guys for coming down. I know it was kind of last minute, but as soon as I saw you were in town, I was like, oh, I've got to, I've got to get him on the show while he's here. So, yeah, thank you. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Well, making we're gonna be living down. together in Burbank in a bit. So, you just Absolutely. remember that when we're roommates. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah.